Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Immediately, he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. I heard that there was a new place to work during the holiday season. It's like an air delivery service uh, for FedEx drivers who just don't like their job anymore at FedEx. But it's an air delivery service. And they called it Fed Up. <laughs> this man said that they were... That was pretty good. This man got his uh, job at Amazon, so it was his first day, and he delivers his first package. And he sees a note on the door that says, We're not home. Please hide in garbage. And the man said, Man, I've been here for eight hours, and nobody's found me yet. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to preach just for a, a little while. God stirred me up this morning. And, and uh, on Sunday mornings, I don't know, but as a preacher, you just get wound up and wound up like those little cars that you pull back. And so, say, preacher, you don't have the peace of God? No, I feel like a can of spray paint that's just been shaken and shaken and shaken and just let the pressure out. So I'd like to preach on the thought of the message. And, and you know what? It's true, right, Sister Bigelow? Yes. You don't want to be around a preacher before they preach. They just get all excited and stirred up and they're like trying to listen to God and it's just like, leave them alone. <laughs> my daughter's like, Daddy, can you do this for me? And can I? I'm like, honey, I took my wife. I said, I need help. I need you to help me. Can you talk to my daughter? <laughs> I need to think. I need to pray. I like to preach on the thought of a message using the gospel according to Luke chapter 5 and verse 25. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message delivered. Delivered. You know that uh, when you, if you live anywhere in the United States, you can hear that diesel, it's usually a diesel engine coming into your apartments. And I live in an apartment, so why do they call them apartments? If they're all together, right? I don't never got that. But in the, I live in the apartments, which are all together. So they should be called compartments, right? That's anyway. So. But you hear those diesel engines, and you know it's probably, it's either a school bus, it's a ambulance, or it's a delivery truck. And you look out, and it's usually it's uh, UPS. The new guy in town is Amazon, or it's. Is FedEx, or if it's up high, it's fed up, one of the others. <laughs> you hear that engine as it gets closer to your house. You hear it get louder and louder and louder, and then you hear the engine turn off. And then you hear the door open. And then you hear, and if it's really good, you hear someone coming up to your door. And you hear that door, that knock or that ring on that door, and you see something is good is about to happen. You know, it's the same thing in the gospel. Something good 
is about to happen. When Jesus is delivered, then other people get delivered. You see, when someone comes to your door and the door opens, uh, they present to you a package. They don't say, would you please sign for Mrs. Smith? Who's Mrs. Smith? I don't know. It's a random person, but can you sign for it? No, they don't say that. They say, this is for you. Could you sign the package? We've got your address and we want to deliver something to you. You know, sometimes and people hear the gospel and they think, oh, this is for Mrs. Smith. This is for this person down the street. But the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, the angel Gabriel, the one who preached the gospel, the first gospel was preached, the gospel according to Gabriel, the angel. He said, for unto you, I like that. To who? To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You know, when a pack is delivered to your house with your name on it, it's for you. The reason that they have you sign for it, it's that it's important and they don't want to leave it there for a pirate. You know, sometimes if your blessing gets left on the ground, you know what will happen? A porch pirate. That's a new thing. They will come and take your blessing. Don't you know that Jesus even said that? That uh, the, the seed planted, the seed planted on this, this wayside, that it, it's immediately devoured up. It's immediately taken up. It's got no root. It can't go into the ground. And the porch pirate, the devil is the original porch pirate. He will come and he will grab away that blessing, the word of God that is supposed to be for you and for your children and for your children's children, even as many as that be afar off. As many as the Lord our God shall call. So the Bible said, first of all, there is a delivery for you. We find in our gospel that this man who was palsied, he was paralyzed, that he came to Jesus. Well, I just prayed for a guy last night. He, he had a, he's got a medical condition and the doctors told him basically, you know, this, it's not going to work out. And I'm, he's going, it's going to be more money and more this. And he said, he... he he had a, a, quite an a, a interesting prescription for how he was going to solve things. And I was like, oh, I said, can I pray for you? <laughs> and he's like, okay, you can pray. And so we, 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 put our, we laid our hands upon him and prayed for him. Preacher, was he healed right there? Look, I don't know if he realized it. But I realize that God is a healer and that God can astound doctors. And so we're hoping and we're praying not only that God will touch his injured part of his body, but that God will touch his heart. God will touch his heart with the power of Jesus Christ. You see, there's power in the gospel to deliver. The Bible said that this man who was palsied when he had come to Jesus, and we've all heard the story. That Jesus said, just that, uh, arise and take up thy couch. They brought him to Jesus and, and he just gave him some simple instructions. You're free. You can go. It was a message right unto him. And the Bible said that immediately he rose up before them. This man that was paralyzed just got up. No physical therapy. No injections. He just rose up and the Bible says, took that whereupon he lay. He took his couch or his bed or something like that and it says he departed to his own house but then he said this it was glorifying God he was I don't know how he was maybe carrying it with one hand have you ever been so excited that you got at least lift 
One hand, I don't know about you, have you ever been so excited you're driving but you gotta lift one hand? Maybe your team won and you gotta lift one hand, you one hand you're driving, you're holding the baby with one hand, hopefully not at the same time, but you just gotta glorify God. Something is so exciting to you, you've gotta show it on the outside. And the Bible said, this man, I can just see him learning to balance his bed as he's carrying it, but just raising one hand and say, God has been so good to me. I have been delivered. The Bible said, and they were all amazed, all the people that were watching. And they glorified God. And they were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. This is different. You know that I'm thankful. I remember when I got saved and I was delivered. You know, it's God's, God's design to deliver people. I remember when I got saved and, and uh, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. And then I remember going to church and there were some interesting things that happened in the church service. As the preacher would preach, some people would get up and they'd get mad. Some people would stomp out. Boy, my daughter, when she gets mad, she'll stomp. She's 60 pounds, but you think that we had like a 300-pound daughter. Boom, 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 boom. Someone say when you preach the gospel, someone will get mad, someone will get sad, uh, but you know what? Someone might get saved. And I'm thankful that I realized that that deliverance was going on. There were deliverance. There was a real fight. When you come to the house of God, maybe you're fighting, and maybe there's a tug of war going on in your mind. Maybe this way and that way. But you know what? God is there to win the battle for you. I was talking with someone, and they said, I'll try to make it to church. And I said, don't say that. I said, try means that you ain't going to make it. I said, then they said, okay, I will make it to the house. I said, that's what we're talking about. And you know that when we say, well, try, that's never going to be. I said, well, you don't say that to your boss, right? Now I'll try to make it to work. And your boss said, well, I'll try to pay you. <laughs> but you see, before a package is delivered to us, let's look back. And what has to happen before the package is delivered, before, before anything happens, before the package is delivered, Jesus began to, uh, to show what was going on in the operation of the gospel. And you know, some kids, we just, you know, we're, we're kids, uh, when we're, we just open the present, we have no idea what, what, went, what happened in order to get that present to us. I remember years ago, I went to see Paul Simon in concert in uh, Zimbabwe. Say, where is that? I didn't make that up. I didn't say Wakanda, but Zimbabwe. It's a real country. And I used to live in Zambia, which is is on top of Zimbabwe in southern Africa. And this was in 1986, maybe? I was 13, 1987. He was performing with Ladysmith Black Mombazo. Well, it's not Christian, but I wasn't either, so it matched up, okay? So my point is, there were no internet back then. We were in Africa to boot, okay? And... I asked my dad, how on earth, or my mom, how did you get that ticket from another country? I mean, there was no Amazon, there were no smartphones, and you know what they told me? I don't think they knew. They don't even remember how they ordered the ticket. But you know what? There's got to be, before you get a ticket to heaven, there has to be a payment delivered. A payment has to be For every time that those those, uh, uh, vans are going around your housing developments, it means that somebody has 
paid. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, and it talks about the prophecy of what Jesus would do on the cross. The Bible says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his Hand. When Jesus was there and the, and the lame man or the, the palsied man was laying before him, the Bible says that he looked at him. And you know what? He didn't say rise up and walk. You know what he said? He said, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Jesus knew that before you could get healed in body, there was a more important healing that needed to take place before the deliverance took place in your body you needed a deliverance in your soul jesus said i'm come to make payment the bible said that the pharisees they couldn't understand they say this man speaks blasphemies who can forgive sins but God alone? Let me tell you, that's a good question. And the, the, re, the, the truth of it is that only God can forgive sins. The pastor cannot forgive sins. A priest from the Catholic Church cannot forgive sins. Why? Because sin is against God. You know, if my little daughter lies, you know that little kids lie sometimes. They grow up and become adults that lie. But... But if they're delivered, they quit lying. But you know, a lie, my daughter might lie and she might get forgiveness from me. She will. I'll give her forgiveness. But you know, a lie really isn't against the person because whose law are you breaking? God's law. So who do you need to get forgiveness from? Well, the parent might be a good idea, but we need to get forgiveness from God for our sins. A lie is a sin. Have you ever heard of color-coded lies? No? You know that... A black lie is worse than a white lie. I never heard of that. <laughs> Jesus does not say that one type of lie is worse than another type of lie. I think man has gotten in there and tried to monkey around with God's business. But a lie, all liars are going to have their place that's not in heaven. It's going to be other place. It doesn't say black lies, white lies, confetti lies. Uh, uh, rainbow lies is just a lie. But you see that Jesus said, man, your sins, your lies, your blasphemies, your fornication, they're forgiven you. And you see the payment has to be paid by only one. And that's the one without sin. That's why Jesus Christ had no sin. When he was born, he was born of a virgin. The Bible says that his mother was Mary, but his father is not Joseph. His father is God. My wife, another thing that this man named David Pawson said is an interesting Bible scholar. That when Jesus was how old? 12 years old. They went up to the Passover feast. And, and on their way back, Mary thought she was kind of with the other folks. They were, got separated, right, from your kid. This will make every parent's heart just kind of drop. Well, they couldn't find their son. 
And uh, so they went to the other relatives. Did you see him? Can you imagine that as the, the hearts begin to race? Is he with you? No, he's not with me. Is he with you? No, he's not with me. And they sought him, sorrowing. They were looking for their son. You know, you fear the worst, right? And my brother did that. My brother, he disappeared when I was a kid. My little brother, Eric. Did you know that? And we were riding around the, the neighborhood on our bikes looking for him. And, and later, I think he was, he was under like the kitchen sink. He was just hiding. Kids think that's funny, but it's not funny. They don't do that. So thank God he was in the house the whole time, right? Well, that's exactly where they found Jesus. He was in the Lord's house. He was in church. They say, well, preacher, why? Now, it's interesting, and this is presented to us from an interesting perspective. You know that when the Jews, when the sons get to 12 years old, I think it's 13 now, they have what's called a bar mitzvah. And a bar mitzvah, bar means son, and mitzvah means law. So at their bar mitzvah, they become an adult, right? So that's when they're becoming uh, accountable for their actions. And another thing my wife said she heard from this gentleman is they go to work with their father. They go to learn from their father. They start hanging out with their father to learn the trade, right? Well, I told you again, Jesus was not Joseph's son, He's the son of God. So what, when he was 12, what did he say when they found him? We've sought you sorrowing. He said, wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? He said, I'm a child of the law now. I need to begin to learn to work with my father. And they looked at him and they didn't get it. You know, a lot of times we need to realize that God came to heal us, but it was the heart healing that's most important to God. Because if he can heal our house, he heal our heart, he can heal our house. And he can turn our house into a home. That's a poem. It says something like a, a house is built with sticks and beams and a home is built with love and dreams. You know, that God can change everything if he gets to our hearts. And he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And I remember when we were with the Junors. Talk about the Junors. It wasn't for Christmas, though. It was for uh, July 4th. And we had had this church service, and they had done fireworks down in Green Cove Springs, right? So the, the intelligent, informed preacher said, let's go down. And we went down, and the fireworks had been canceled that year. <laughs> And it started to rain. You remember that? We were down there on the pier. You're like, oh, praise God. <laughs> I had seen fireworks down there. They were a big show. Yes. <laughs> Budget cuts, right? So we're down there, and the Junior's kids are all down. I think some grandkids uh, were there. And, uh, and it was just interesting to watch. You know what I was watching? They, were, they didn't need any fireworks. This family is full of love, and they were laughing and joking and having a good time, and there was nothing there. And I think it rained. I think it was raining on us. So it was raining. You say, you know how they talk about raining on your parade? You can't rain on the parade of Jesus Christ. There's still joy. There's still laughter. There's still love. And I still have that. That was better than any fireworks display. It was the fireworks of the love of Jesus Christ. And you know, his works burn. They burn in the rain. They burn in the darkness. And that's a light that can be shown to everyone that the love of Jesus, it's greater than any situation. Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. You see, Jesus had to make a payment. He said, but that... These people may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said, rise, pick up your bed, 
and walk. It's an easy thing for God to heal once God gets control of your heart. The last thing, the, the delivery needs to be made. The payment needs to be made until you find a payment. And the only payment for sin is the cross. God doesn't want our, 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 our mea culpas and our sorries and I'll never do it again as much as he wants the blood of Jesus Christ to be applied to our account. That's what, you know, that just because something comes to your door doesn't mean you had to pay for it. Have you ever received a package and someone else sent it to you? Has someone else paid for you? When my daughter, if my wife comes to the piano, my daughter went to the pediatric ophthalmologist and I have no medical coverage, and I'm like, <laughs> I said, honey, whatever they say, just pay it. I mean, I don't know what they're going to say. And uh, anyway, long story short, my daughter had all this work done at the pediatric ophthalmologist and the guy who's the owner. And it was at, I'll, I'll tell you where it is. Everyone's going to go there and say, Pastor got it for free. Can I get it? <laughs> I won't say where it was, but right there, down there. <laughs> well, because I, I don't think that I was the, the special sauce. I think it was the grace of God. It was the grace of God. And I don't know, we couldn't afford it. We'd just pay it anyway. We'd pay it. Our daughter's worth that much, okay? But he just said, hey, you're good. He tried to be humble about it. He's like, oh, you waited a little time. You're good. Well, I've waited to pay bills, and they're still there, okay? But you know what? We're like, sir, thank you. Thank you. And it wasn't the first time he had given a discounted payment. But you know what? The payment was made. Who made it? It wasn't free. It was just free to me. Brethren, the cross wasn't free. Jesus paid. Jesus paid. He was beaten. He was brutally whipped. He was spit upon. His beard was pulled out. He had a crown of thorns placed upon him. He was stabbed. He was crucified. But it was free to me. The payment was nothing that I could have paid for my bank account. The only way that you can pay for your own sins is to, to be in eternity lost without God. But Jesus paid. And the Bible says the third thing we want to talk about in being delivered is it has to be an order before a payment. And there has to be a payment before a delivery. You see, the first thing that needed to happen before a payment could be made, if you've ever surfed Amazon, you know what? You've got to put your order in before the payment is even asked for. And you know, in the Lord, the Bible said that when they saw these four men and they saw this, Jesus saw this man laying before him that had been lowered down, he said he saw their faith. Not just the man with the pair. He might have been paralyzed. He might not have known what to say. But Jesus saw his faith. You see what? Faith is like an order. So, preacher, but, but I got a big order. You know what? I'm thankful that before you even order and say, preacher, but I'm just downcast. I don't even know if God will hear my prayer. You know that I'm thankful that even if we're downcast, there's others ordering for us. You know, have you ever gone to a restaurant and your child doesn't know what to order? You order for them. Like, ah, you're getting beans and rice. That's my daughter. <laughs> We're just going to order for you here. We're going to order. We're going to pay. And they're going to. The Lord said unto Peter in another place, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to sift you, have you, that he may sift you like wheat. But what did Jesus say? But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. You know that there's others that have prayed for us and you know that I'm one of those people. I prayed for you. Why? You know what? Not necessarily that you're delivered from the situation, but that your faith fail not. That you keep trusting in Jesus Christ. 
to preach it. But I doubt God. This has happened and that happened. You know, doubt's not so much a sin as just saying, God, I can't believe anymore. Peter doubted God, but Jesus said, I prayed for you. I'm going to pray that your faith holds. Because you see, faith is the only way we can order with Jesus Christ. That's the only ordering system. That's the only order platform. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You know, when you made that order, how did it get from your smartphone to Amazon? I don't even know. It just goes out in the airwaves, right? It's really by faith. We don't send it in and they don't send it by a letter. It just goes on the sound waves or however it gets there. Well, how does our prayer get to Jesus? I don't know. But I know it gets there by faith. And the Bible says that there is a God up in heaven. It says he ever liveth. He ever liveth to make intercession for you. He ever liveth. He's writing up there. He's at the, the right hand of the Father saying, you don't understand, Father. This one, they're going to come along and, and they're going to get, and the devil's trying to tempt them, but but God, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to block the devil. I'm, a, I'm thankful that God still has a linebacker and his name is Jesus. God still has a blocker that knocks the devil to the left and to the right so God can see your faith. And when your faith has been delivered your order has been delivered and the payment of Jesus Christ on the cross has been delivered and then your blessings on the way and the Bible said that he left glorifying God because all three things the faith the order had been delivered the payment had been made and then the delivery was made and that man took something from Jesus and he went off and glorified God and you know it's the Christmas season you know what people need to see and I've been delivered. I'm going to glorify God. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I've been delivered. And you know what? You take it back. Say, preacher, I don't know if God could deliver me. Well, you know what? The payment has been made. For any prayer you need to pray, it's not on your own merit or your own righteousness, but it's on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's on the sinlessness of the one who hung on the cross. It's upon his precious blood. His precious blood can turn us from darkness to light. It can make us from death to come to life. It can take us from the depths of hell in our soul and our, our spirit and put us at the right hand of God the Father. From our anxiety, He can make us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's a deliverance. God can deliver. And you know that I'm thankful. What is a delivery room? It's a place where babies come in. And this is all made possible by the delivery of a baby in a manger so many years ago in Bethlehem. And you know what? You can be delivered. Have you put your order in? Have you made payment? Yes, you can make payment from Jesus' account. He gives you authority. You can use his name. And you know what? Maybe someone else needs to be delivered. They're not in church, but you can pray for them that their faith fail not. You can pray for them in their season of doubt that they'll come back to God. And you know what? People are sometimes waiting for someone to pray for them. Jesus will pay for them. Will you pray for them? And maybe that's prayer. Maybe that prayer needs to be made for yourself. But God will deliver. And he'll do his part. Let's find a place to order. Let's find a place to put your order in. What is that order? It's a prayer. And it's a prayer by faith. I'm going to trust Jesus Christ. And will you just simply trust Jesus? Don't look at yourself. Don't look at your situation. 
but put that trust towards Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus, I've preached your word, but God, we know that only you can deliver. And when you deliver, we can glorify you. But I'll begin to glorify him by faith before the work is done, knowing that God is always good with his payment. He has riches in Christ Jesus, and he can pay for any need, any desire, any want in our life. Father, I've preached your word. Lord, deliver. God, live your name. You are the great deliverer. You are the great savior. The name Jesus means God delivered. God is a savior. He is a deliverer. More than FedEx and Amazon and UPS put together, Jesus delivers, takes from one place and brings you to another place. And so you'll never go back. God can make a change that lasts. God, we trust Jesus. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we glorify you for what you've done. We glorify you for what you're going to do. And Lord, we glorify you for what you're doing, pulling all the roots of the sin and the lies of the devil out of our lives, that we can begin to be free this season in Jesus. Lord, I'm delivered by God.